Hey everyone, if you're interested in a career in real estate, please stay tuned. Hi, I'm Kiki. And I'm Kemi. And you're listening to Your Advisors Will See You Now, a podcast that will help you to figure out all of your options for life after high school. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Your Advisors Will See You Now. We are continuing with our career series. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. We've been enjoying it. We've had some really great guests and we have another great guest with us today. We're here with Hannah Campbell. She's an old friend from Elon. We haven't seen her in so long, so it's always cool to catch up um, and see her cute face. So Hannah is in real estate and she'll talk about her other background as well, but we want um, just, you know, I think real estate is like such a huge right now it's not going anywhere so hannah's going to talk about her background in her other ventures in the past but how she got into real estate as well and we have lots of questions for her so hopefully everyone enjoys but hannah i'll let you introduce yourself thanks so much for joining us yeah it's great to be here thanks for having me yes we're excited so if you want to just give a little bit of background about yourself if you want to talk about your educational background in this little moment as well that's perfect but just to introduce yourself um, talk about what you currently do and how you got into your real estate job as of now. Got it. All right. So hello, my name is Hannah Campbell and I'm a real estate agent with River Fox Realty located in Richmond, Virginia. Um, before I was a real estate agent, I was actually an elementary school teacher for Richmond Public Schools. I did that for three years and then I decided that I needed to transition into something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't really like a clean segue of like, I'm a teacher and then bam, I was a real estate agent. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I knew teaching was just not a good fit for me um, for a lot of reasons. But um, so what I kind of did when I was still figuring out things is I got connected with a temp agency and that allowed me to one, like explore what do I like? Cause I never worked in like a corporate job. I never had like any kind of office experience for real. Um, so I did a few temp positions, um, and I think the longest one I had was like almost a year, and that was like in quality assurance. Um, I could do the job, but it really was just, I, I can't sit at a desk all day. Um, and then real estate was kind of something I always kind of had the idea kind of floating up there. I have a lot of aspirations to maybe flip houses and stuff later down the road. Um, but eventually I just kind of took the plunge did my pre-licensing stuff and um, just still going on that same path. Cool. I like, well, I just want to point out too, I thought that was pretty cool that what you mentioned, that you were kind of unsure of what you wanted to do and you never had like experience in like whether corporate or anything else, you did temporary work. I think that's a really great uh, point to make, especially Mm -hmm. for if people are, um, whether you come out of college or, and you're like, I don't really know if I want to do this career path anymore, or even just coming out of high school and you're not sure if you want to go to college. I think that's a good idea for some people just to test the waters and see what it's like. Cause it can be different to work for corporate for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, or work for different other agent agencies or different organizations. So I think that's pretty cool. A pretty cool point that you made. So my next thing I want to go into is, so let's talk about the education for, for real estate. So how does that work? Well, there's a few different options. Um, You can do online schools, you can do in-person classes. Um, For Virginia, the pre-licensing requirement is, I believe it's 60 hours of pre-licensing education. I did mine in an in-person class um, and it was 
like an intensive, like one week long. Um, So you go to class. The one I did was from like 8 a.m. to like 5 p.m. And they really cram like everything in there. So it was definitely overwhelming, Mm -hmm. especially there's a lot of like terms and just concepts in real estate that were, I mean, completely foreign to me because I didn't grow up in a family where anybody was in real estate. Um, So it was definitely overwhelming, um, but it was fast and it was pretty convenient um, because I had the time to be able to sit into a class in a class eight to five. So after that, you on the last day of class, you take your exams to pass the class. Um, From there, you have to take um, the PSI licensing test where you will take a um, test for your national and also your state test. Definitely not a test where you can kind of wing it. Um, I did a lot of studying um, to be able to pass the test. Mm -hmm. And once you pass that, I think the next steps were like putting in your license application with um, DPOR, which is like, I forget exactly what it stands for, but Department of Occupational Regulation, something like that. Um, And then joining Mm -hmm. like all your realtor associations, state, local, national, and also finding what brokerage you want to hang your license at. Because to be an agent, you have to be underneath a brokerage. So you can't just be like uh-huh. totally independent solo. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And that's a really, really important to choose the right one. So Yeah. So I also have another question about, because um, you have to go for licensure. Did you have to have um, like just your basic high school diploma? Or did you have to have an associate's and then go for your license? Or is there... Hmm, I'm not sure on that one. Um, I don't even think I really looked into it because I already had um, all of my degrees and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure on that one. I I think you probably would have to have a high school diploma or GED, but I'm at least right. Honestly, not entirely sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you mentioned that you had to go for you complete your your class, you take that exam, and then you have to take a state uh state license exam and then a national license exam Mm -hmm. you actually sit for them both at the same time so the first part of the test is all national that's the most questions are going to be on the national portion of it Mm -hmm. and then immediately as soon as you're done with that it flips you to your state's test and then you take Mm -hmm. that one um and then you find out your results like immediately after okay and then is it, this is what I'm, I'm thinking. I don't know if this is correct. So then it's like for, so for national questions, is it just like zoning regulations and stuff? And then like your state is like your own different state policies. Is, is that correct? I don't know. Is that right? Well, it's, there's similar questions on, on both, but the state one is going to be the stuff that's really specific to your state. Um, mm-hmm. There's also on the national test, there's a math section where the state There's no math. It's just all straight up, just like Mm. policies and just regulations, all that kind of stuff. And um, honestly, a lot of that stuff, you'll, I mean, it's it's good to know, but it's not really that relevant (laughs) to your day to day routines and just, you know, how to be a realtor type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Got you. Okay. That's a lot. That's cool, though. So, yeah, I mean, I've always like imagined, like, I mean, I was talking about like all these shows that talk about, you know, like agents and selling houses and how it's probably all that glitters isn't gold. Like it looks great on TV, but I'm like, obviously a lot goes into this. Like it's not just, you know, you take your test and like it's super easy. But um, so that's great that you shared all those steps. But I was going to ask when you were like, you know, you finish everything, you're now licensed, I guess, and you're ready to start looking for, you said like brokerage. How did you go about that process of like looking for somewhere that you wanted to work with? 
Um, well, kind of just scouring the internet, reaching out to other people that I knew were in real estate as well. How I found the River Fox Realty, which is where I'm at now, um, was actually through somebody that I graduated from VCU with. Um, so she's a former teacher as well. Okay. Um, so she left teaching a couple years before me, and I had seen that she was in real estate now and that she was posting about how great River Fox was and stuff. So when it came time for me to kind of shop around, I was like, well, you know, she's been posting about this for a couple years. They seem like some cool people. So okay. I um, filled out the application online with them, did my interview, um, and it ended up being an awesome fit. So Awesome. That's great. So it was really about networking then. That's how, you, like, you know, you would say you had a connection pretty much. And, but then, like, the network aspect, like, really was instrumental in you, like, finding where you thought was a good fit. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It just general like reputation of yeah. brokerage. Um, but even, you know, once you interview, definitely see if they have, if they're supportive as far as providing a lot of training. Mm -hmm. um, because when you're new, you, you don't know anything, <laughs> like mm -hmm. absolutely nothing. So training is a big thing and not just like training, like, you know, hey, you're new. Here's a few training classes. But ongoing training so river fox is really good at providing a lot of um what is it called just just ongoing like professional development we meet every single monday just to make sure everybody's abreast of what's going on in the market we can bounce ideas off of each other um it's just it's a really good atmosphere um for somebody that's new that's awesome sounds like it's like very collaborative too which is like important like just to have that collaboration and maybe like the mentorship from others that have been in it. So that's that's a great point. I was going to ask as well, like if you can just talk about what your day to day looks like. I'm sure it's always different, but what a general day to day looks like as a real estate agent. Yeah, it's definitely always different, which is kind of what I like as well. I really mm -hmm. don't like being like caught in a routine of monotony. But um, my day to day is definitely always checking the MLS for new listings, stuff that's back on market. Um, just just keeping abreast of you know current market conditions, what's out there, seeing if anything fits for leads, active clients, um, sending houses to people. Um, let's see what else. I definitely took some notes here. Um, let's see. Oh, actually, um, also prospecting is a huge part of real estate. Um, you always have to be looking for your next client. Um, so mm. spending a lot of time following up with current clients, people that, you know, said they wanted to buy last year or six months ago, seeing if they're kind of ready, you know, just keeping um, in touch with people is big um, in, in real estate. Because kind of once your current transactions are over, you know, you have to have something lined up mm -hmm. um, yeah. or, you know, for next month, a few months year next year um, so prospecting is a big part of it also also just answering emails following up on stuff things that you have under contract making sure um, you're on top of whatever negotiations are currently taking place um, making sure you're on top of timelines that's a big thing in real estate um, especially once somebody's offer is accepted there's a lot of time sensitive obligations um, on both sides to sell for the seller and the buyer um, and just making sure that you're on top of those things. Communication is huge with lenders, closing attorneys. Um, so really parallels teaching in a lot of ways because it's really um, just a lot of planning, coordinating. It's really a jack of all trades type of profession as well. So.
Yeah, I was going to ask as well, because the only knowledge that I really know to my in-depth of real estate is watching Selling Sunset. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if they watch that show or Kiki was talking about Million Dollar Listing. So when I watch some of these shows, you can see, other than the drama, you can see some of, it looks like they are carrying multiple hats. So I think one was, you see, you have to, what's the word for it? You have to rearrange homes. So is that part of real estate? And also, it looks like some people were working with construction companies for layouts. Is that stuff that you have to do as well in real estate or for certain projects? Yeah, so on the sell side of things, home staging is, is a huge part of just making sure a home is really appealing to buyers. Um, So if a home is occupied with furniture already, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can stage a house. Um, But Mm -hmm. if a home is occupied, you can have stagers, which is like a whole separate company, come in and do an occupied stage or like a consultation, maybe first, where they walk through the house and they're going to create a list of recommendations for how to best stage it to appeal to buyers. Um, And just also make sure that it photographs well for the professional photography pictures. Mm -hmm. Then another thing is, I mean, you can DIY stage, you can have a staging company do it. Um, If the house is vacant, you can do a full blown staging. And that's where, you know, maybe an investor bought it, flipped it. So the house, there's nobody living in it, or if it's owner occupied, the people have already moved out. So then you would have Mm -hmm. the stager come, the truck, furniture and stage the house completely. So is that like rent or is like is it the, everything come in the house and they buy? I always am curious about that. I'm like, do they pay the rent? I'm like, I obviously they pay the stagers. But is it just renting the stuff to decorate and they take it back or they buy it? How does that work? Essentially, it's, it's you're just renting it from this. The okay. um, so the, the realtor typically pays for it. There's, uh, there's other ways where you can set it up where maybe the oh. seller pays for it and you kind of give them a credit back at closing or, or they just pay for mm, it. Okay. Um, for me, I just go ahead and, and cover it because I want to make sure that every house presents um, as great as possible. Um, but yeah. the stager will come in. Um, if it's a usually a vacant stage where they're staging the entire house that's empty already, they you have to make sure that the house is like clean um, mm-hmm. or they were not going to want to stage the house because they're bringing in their inventory they've invested money in and everything. Um, so they want to make sure it's in a clean environment. Um, mm-hmm. So they bring it in, um, it's there, then you have the professional pictures taken, and then typically once it gets under contract, there are certain timelines, and the stager will show back up with the trucks, load everything back up. I've always wondered about that process. I was like, when I see that on the shows, I'm like, are they purchasing like these cool furnishings as well, or is that just, okay, so I guess that's also an area where interior designers come in, so I never thought of it that Mm. way. Um, I usually would just think of like interior designers as like someone already bought the home and they want to furnish it. But I guess that makes that makes total sense for staging. That's cool, though. Yep. And then sometimes realtors will have little like items themselves, like a few faux plants, stuff like that on hand. If the house mm-hmm. just needs a, a light staging, because not every house. Some people are awesome interior decorators themselves. And, you know, you don't hardly need to do anything. Just maybe add or subtract something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. And then. Uh, something else on the show. Do you have to, I know you said you have to do a lot of outreaching with clients. Do you have to also outreach, like let's say you're, you're, there's certain neighborhoods that are building properties. Do you have to like, outreach to uh, like the the builders and to see if they want to work with your brokerage? Is that something that, that happens too in real life? Um, so for new construction, it, it's definitely a good idea to um, create relationships with their agents. So typically 
and not always, but a lot of new construction, like Ryan Homes, they have their own team of agents that are selling their inventory. Um, so if you want to be knowledgeable about, you know, the building plans that they have available, um, just their whole process, it is a good idea to go there, meet the people. You can take tours and stuff so that you, if you do have clients that are interested in whatever that particular new construction neighborhood is, that, you know, you're knowledgeable um, to walk them through the process. So if someone's listening and they're interested in this career, what, like, what would you say are some characteristics that they should keeping in mind or like skill set that they should you know bring to this career see i definitely wrote some bullet points for this one yeah no it's perfect (laughs) yeah communication is is huge in relationship building i know it's kind of cliche but people always say like your network is your network thing Mm -hmm. relationships is really big in real estate um just just for finding clients i mean there's a million ways to lead generate, some paid, some organic. But I think long-term, if you wanna be successful in real estate, you have to really get out there and form relationships and really build like a referral-based business. Um, So relationships, communication is huge. In all parts of the process, communication is big. Negotiation skills is another one. And that kind of ties back into communication as well, but also just strategy and thinking on your feet um, and knowing how to advocate for your client and kind of get what they want it's everybody can't always get exactly what they want um but also just you know always having a mind of being teachable educating yourself on everything (laughs) everything real estate wise um and that's knowing neighborhoods that's knowing the contract and there's multiple different addendums and documents that go along with your purchase agreement with Listing agreements and just knowing all the ins and outs of that um, is very important, um, especially because there's a lot of, you know, legal repercussions <laughs> when you don't know what you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. What else? Being tech savvy, knowing how to work <laughs> the MLS and submitting offers and all of that kind of stuff is important as well. Attention to detail. Um, you're writing up an offer and agreements, addendums and stuff. And you want to make sure everything is correct. um, Because like I said, there's, you know, (laughs) there can be backlash um, if you're you're not doing things correctly. Purchasing a house is usually one of the most expensive purchases somebody makes of their lifetime. Um, And it's also a very emotional purchase for someone. I mean, this is where you live. You know, even if you're an investor and you're not going to live in the home, it's still, you know, it's, it's a big thing. Um, so that's important as well. Um, discipline is important. Tenacity. It's definitely a job where you're like hunting down your business, your paycheck. Um, so it can get a little scary at times yeah. or just like, oh, my God, I'm never going to sell a house again. But like you just have to keep going <laughs> and yeah. just be disciplined with your routines, with prospecting and just, you know, keep pushing forward. Mm-hmm. Those are great. Mm-hmm. Those are great ones for sure. I was going to ask you, you mentioned it before and I just forgot to ask it in that moment, but can you talk about the difference between an agent and a broker? Yes. Um, so yeah. the broker is someone that has a broker's license. You can be a broker and not own your own brokerage. Um, you have to be a real estate agent first for three years before you can even pursue getting a broker's license. Um, So the broker is essentially the person 
if you're a broker and you have your own brokerage, they are the big person that is making sure that everything is compliant. Um, mm -hmm. They're looking through everybody's contracts that are being submitted, um, and that's on the listing and the, the, the buying side, um, just to make sure that everything you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing, you're doing it correctly. Right. If you're sending out mailers to neighborhoods, they're, you know, got to check them over and make sure that you're, you've done all the things you've listed what brokerage you're at, um, you're not saying or doing anything that is unethical. <laughs> so the broker is, is really the person that's there. It's kind of like quality assurance, compliance. Um, that's, that's their main role that they play. Um, and also just kind of leading their team of agents, making sure um, everybody is educated. Um, but there's definitely brokers. Um, some brokers are more invested in, you know, really building up their agents, making sure they're top-notch agents than others. Um, and I'm really blessed to be with the broker and brokers that I'm with. Awesome. Thank you. So building off of that question, um, and then just let me know, like, as much as you know about it. Because it sounds like when you were discussing the whole housing process that there's so many different aspects into buying a home in real estate. So you have the real estate agent, you have the broker, you have the stager how many hands are in this process? <laughs> like, I'm like, it's a, like, I think, I'm like, this is like supposed to be an attorney, I think as well. How many people have their hand in this work of selling a home? Well, the major three on the buy side is going to be your real estate agent, your loan officer, the lender, mm -hmm. and the closing attorney. Um, so we really work together as a team to make sure that everything goes smoothly and you get those keys on closing day. So, yeah. On the sell side, um, real estate agent, there's a an attorney involved as well. You bring in other vendors to make repairs um, based on whatever agreements were for like the inspection. Um, home mm -hmm. inspector, I forgot to mention that, that's on your buy side. Um, vendors making repairs, um, what else, stager, probably forgetting something, but there are a lot of hands in the pot. Uh, but the, the major one, especially on the buy side, is your loan officer. Um, and that's a decision um, that you want to make sure that person is good at what they do. Um, mm -hmm. And your attorney and your, and your realtor. Wow. And this all sounds very expensive. <laughs> Many people to be um, I forgot what this gentleman's name was because I was I was watching this other YouTuber. He does real estate, but he travels the world. And I was like, who does that? I don't know if you know the term of that. It's very broad of what I'm asking. But <laughs> some guy he travels everywhere. I don't know. I'm not he's sure doing maybe real estate on his travels. Yeah, he, this guy's living like in South Africa right now. Um, oh, he actually lived in Mexico that. where I am. That's how I found him. But I forgot. I'm not maybe if he d maybe does like the closing outside, the contract side. I don't know what hand that is, but probably one mm. of the many hands that are that go into this pot of <laughs> closing out on a home. But that's really interesting. I think this episode is going to be so helpful for people that are even just trying to get some base level knowledge of all that goes into buying a home mm -hmm. because. You, you know, I think it's so easy to see some people like, um, obviously on Facebook, I bought a home, I bought a home. So some people think, okay, I'm gonna buy a home. And then they go <laughs> to some classes and they're like, oh, there is a lot of other parts to this. It's not just like, I'm going to go buy a top at Target. So <laughs> there's so many different intricacies that go into it. Um, can you explain just some of your highlights of the job and then some of parts that can be a little bit of, bit of obstacles for you? Or like, and I'm also just curious too, 
how many homes like on average does a real estate agent sell? Um, and I feel like that can be um, equivalent to where you live, right? Because if you're living in like a rural area or if you're living in a state where there's not a lot of traction, it can depend on how many homes you kind of sell, right? Yeah, um, the number of homes you sell a year is dependent on a, a lot of things. I mean, it depends on your network. It depends on how much effort you're putting into it. Um, if you are in a rural market, there is typically less movement. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different factors. Um, how long you've been in real estate, how much momentum you've got going, how much you prospect. So, I mean, I think maybe the national average is maybe six, like your first year. But it, it, it really depends, honestly. It, it really mm -hmm. depends. Um, as far as, like... Um, my highlights, I would say real estate is very me. Um, it's, it's a good fit. I've always loved houses. Um, I don't even know how I didn't realize I wanted to be a real estate agent like sooner. Um, <laughs> I played The Sims as a kid for like hours. And hours. Oh, throwback. I love Sims. Yes. Obsessed with HGTV. Um, so yeah, I don't know how I missed that boat. <laughs> I'm like, I want it now. So that's why. Yes. And then also um, scheduling. I have three kids as well. So mm -hmm. real estate does allow for some flexibility. So I'm not really locked into a nine to five schedule where I have to ask permission to take a day off if my kid is sick. Um, so I do have some flexibility in terms of that. It's a career where I still feel like I'm making an impact in people's lives and I'm helping somebody. Um, that was another thing about kind of just working a spreadsheet job that I didn't like. Um, mm -hmm. I just felt like, you know, I'm sure I'm making an impact somewhere, but, you know, what am I really, what am I doing? Um, so right. I still feel like I'm impacting people's lives. I'm still helping my community, helping people. Did you ask me about challenges? Yeah, yeah what are your challenges? <laughs> challenges I think scheduling is a, a pro. It can also be a con, though, because you're I have flexibility, but I also have to be flexible to other people's schedules as well. Um, so most people do work a nine to five. So they may want to see houses in the evening. They may mm, want to see, yeah. you know, a lot of people want to see houses yeah. on the weekend because they're that's their free time. So then there's kind of like, you know, the trade off where the time where I'm normally with my kids or whatever, you know, I have to schedule around that. I might, I might have to miss a basketball game um, because I'm showing houses, but you have to look at the big picture in those mm -hmm. kind of scenarios. Um, I'm providing for my family. I'm doing something I love. You know, I'm there with them most of the time. If I miss one basketball game, it's not, you know, the end of the world. Um, so mm -hmm. scheduling can be a little bit of a challenge and just kind of adapting. Um, Things pop up out of nowhere. Someone will shoot you a house, but like, hey, can I see this house today? Um, so you have to like, you know, <laughs> quickly yeah. adjust your schedule. Maybe I need to find a babysitter. You know, and luckily my, my family is like 10 minutes down the street. My sister lives in my neighborhood. Um, <laughs> so I have a good support system. And Andre is there as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, with kids in real estate, having a support system is like key um, because you got kids, you can't always well, I'm not going to drag them along with me because I don't need my <laughs> swinging from the rafters. <laughs> Touching all the staging. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can't even think straight. It's like I can't I can't real estate and parent. And yeah, at the same time. <laughs> I'll do it sometimes. But if I can avoid having to do them both at the same time, I will. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. That's awesome. 
So I was going to ask, this is my last question, but if someone's listening and they're, you know, wanting to get in real estate and I'm not like, well, I'm not, I'm not close to buying a house, but I just hear like all these terms all the time. Like, oh, the market is, you know, not so great right now. I don't, I'm not going to use the terms because I'm not sure, but like, it's not great or, you know, it's doing great. You know, it's always changing. But if someone's looking to get into real estate, like, do you feel like this is a good time to get in? I mean, you're in it right now, but like. You know, indicators of that. Yeah. 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 If someone's like looking to get in, like, is this a good time or what are your thoughts on that? That's a question that makes sense. (laughs) I mean, so I think when I got into it, that was like when interest rates were crazy low and it's like, oh, my God, it's a great time to get into real estate. And it's like, well, it it depends on what angle you're you're doing real estate. Um, because it was great, you know, for sellers, interest rates are low. There's 20, 100 people bidding on one house. Yeah, that's amazing. But if you're working yeah. primarily with buyers, your buyers have to submit like on a house, eight eight different houses before having mm-hmm. their offer submitted. Um, so I think it's really subjective. I don't think gotcha. there's ever like a really great I think any time is a good time, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you just mm-hmm. have to be adaptable and adapt your strategy. Um, so, yeah, I think the news is kind of like a very general view yeah, of, of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think it can scare off people from getting into real estate. I think it can also scare off people that are selling or buying um, because, I mean, the news is a lot of times about, you know, headlines. Um, but you have to look at your specific market that you live in and and really Mm -hmm. if you're have if you're scared or you have you know questions reach out to a realtor that's in your current market and talk to them um Mm -hmm. instead of you know just kind of taking in you know your national news or Mm -hmm. even local um you know talk to somebody that's actually in the field and seeing what's going on day to day um Mm -hmm. yeah no that's great advice yeah, I feel like that's such the. I think that's the best answer I've ever heard because you can see some of these comment sections and they're just like battling like left and right. But I think it, it does go back to what you're saying. It's like there's it a bunch of variables and it depends on where you're looking and where you're living. So there's so many mm-hmm. different indicators for it um, versus it's just like such a black and white scenario. So I think your answer made so much sense. And it could be whether if it's like a buyer's time, seller's time, there's so many different things. So you have to yeah. look at where you're at and what you want to do and if you're ready for that point. So mm-hmm. no, that was great. Well, I, I thought about other careers, too, because like IT people are seeing like a lot of layoffs in IT, but you're right. Like the media influences a lot of stuff, like obviously, but I think your main point was like, you know, do your research. And that's a big thing that we say here is like, do your research. And that's for everything. Like even looking for a new career or just like getting into a career because um, IT or like real estate could be looking like really like up and down right now, but it depends on, like you said, the angle you look at it from even like education, you know, it's always like how you look at it and making those connections and like really hearing from the people that are inside, like, is this really happening? Or like, I mean, you know, am I making the right move? It's just, it's just like, yeah, talk to people and make sure you're doing your own vetting before you just assume based off of media. So yeah, that was mm-hmm. a great answer. Yeah. I think my fun question, I've been coming up with fun questions now at the end of every podcast. You did. So, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so is it true, true or false that some real estate agents, they'll do, um, they'll put cookies in the oven as they bake or they'll put cookie, <laughs> cookie scented candles because it makes you feel more at home. True or false? <laughs> um, I've heard of that. I have not come across anybody in my time in real estate that's actually done it and I don't do it. One, okay. I don't really 
really like to cook. I know cookies is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cooking if I don't have to. Um, uh-huh. I cook out mm-hmm. of necessity. Some, yeah. I burn a candle. I will. I intentionally buy candles that I think mm-hmm. would be a nice scent for an open house. Um, mm-hmm. And then bring like a Bluetooth speaker, play some music. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not just mm-hmm. like awkwardly walking through a house and it's like just really like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So maybe bring some snacks, Hershey kisses, some drinks, you know, something like that. Um, so mm-hmm. no, I've never, I've never uh, baked the cookies, <laughs> but I have heard of that before. Mm-hmm. Then you have to clean up, also. Yeah, yeah. extra time. Also, no yeah, extra time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was my fun question. I think actually too, I went on, um, I was on vacation, and they do those, you know, RCI trips. And this one place, like they had a brand spanking new, um, they were trying to sell it, like these brand spanking new area. And they had like cu- cookies going, this like fresh water, <laughs> some mimosas. I was like, oh, they're trying to sell it. And I was like, I need to stop eating these because it's looking real good. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I just wanted to ask about that question. Um, but Hannah, thank you so much for allowing us to interview mm-hmm. you. Do you want to shout out any of your social media or any contacts? People want to get in touch with you if they want to buy a home or ask questions about real estate. Sure. Um, so on Instagram, my Instagram handle is Hannah. It's H-A-N-A. So Hannah Campbell underscore realtor. That's how you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, um, Hannah, H-A-N-A, Campbell. I think just comma realtor. Um, and yeah, you can also email me, Hannah, H-A-N-A, at riverfoxrealty.com. And you can reach me by phone. Shoot me a text. Call me. 804-314-1997. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank yeah, you thank again you, for Hannah. coming on the show. I think this is going to be really helpful um, for people that are trying to decide if they want to pivot into this industry um, or if it's like an avenue they want to pursue. Um, thank you just for being transparent about like everything mm-hmm. that goes into the decision-making of a home and all the stuff that goes behind it. I think it will be a very fruitful episode for our listeners. Um But also thank you listeners for tuning in today. Make sure you tune into our next episode. We have episodes every Wednesday. Follow our social media platforms. If you have every Tuesday. Oh, I might want to say every Tuesday. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. (laughs) I've only been doing this every week. But (laughs) every Tuesday, everybody. Follow our social medias. Um, if you have any requests for other future careers that you would like more insight about, please make sure to shoot us uh, an email. Um, We also have a Venmo in our show notes if you would like to give a little blessing. But other than that, we will see you in the next one. See you. Bye. Thanks for having me. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to the latest episode of Your Advisors. We'll see you now. Please make sure to follow us on all of our social media pages and check out our website. Take a look at the show notes below. And please make sure to subscribe and share this podcast. Also, show us some love and please leave a five-star review. Catch you next time. See ya.